Your views, your news, your limerick today with Gillian Devlin in for Jonash on Live 95. Children at Risk Ireland, known as CARI, the national charity which supports children and teenagers and their families affected by sexual abuse, is calling for urgent funding to reduce waiting lists of up to four years for essential therapy. Joining us now to tell us more, we have Chief Executive and Clinical Officer of CARI, Emer O'Neill. Emer, you're very welcome into the studio this morning. Good morning to you. Hi Gillian, thanks very much for having me. I'm delighted to be here. Four years just sounds like it's a really cruel and unusual punishment type of a a waiting time for any child who's been affected by sexual abuse. Well, it's definitely not good at all. Um, I think these children have enough to deal with um, being impacted by child sexual abuse and then have to wait to have a service on top of that isn't okay. They're suffering enough and they need the support. Um, And that's what we're here for. But our funding is an issue um, and we really, really need people to support us in relation to funding. Um, we know that child sexual abuse impacts on children in many different ways because trauma impacts on children in different ways, um, from not sleeping to having nightmares, flashbacks, images, um, from anxiety to um, not feeling safe, um, not being able to trust the world they're in. Um, and not school is impacted on as well, um, not being able to concentrate. And when children are not able to concentrate, what happens? Uh, they miss out on hearing the teacher talking. Um, they are not, it has impact on their reading maybe or what they've learned. So then they can be behind. So then our service supports children um, around all these um, symptoms around trauma and helps them to be able to concentrate in school or to be able to sleep at night. You have some children who are five and six years of age who are terrified to go to sleep at night. They feel there's a monster in their room and they ask their mom and dad to come in and um, help them make sure there's no monster there. So our service is really, really important. And a four-year waiting list you would think then that that's four years of a child going through all of that. It's potentially four years of proper schooling that they're missing out on. Well, they're definitely behind, I would Mm. think. I think, um, and again, it depends on the child and it depends on the impact. But four years waiting when they have these symptoms has massive impact on their education. Absolutely. But it also has massive impact on their emotional well-being and how they are in the world um, and, you know, creating other issues like mental health issues, like I said, anxiety, but even suicide ideation and self-harm. You may have a teenager um, who has experienced sexual abuse and is now putting themselves more at risk. So it, it impacts on all parts of a child's life, um, education as well as their emotional well-being and also their families. Um, parents don't know what to do at times um, and they're afraid and worried um, and they really want to help their child. And how important is it that any child who's been through this specifically gets the therapy that carries supports? Because we know that there are other services out there to help uh, young people with their, their mental health and there are waiting lists for them as well. But why is it so vital that they get the particular support that Carry provides? Because we're a specialised service who deals with specifically child sexual abuse. So we have knowledge and understanding of the journey a child and family and teenager has in relation to the impact of um, child abuse. Um, And I think as well is that 
uh, or services is really important uh, because we know and understand where they're coming from um, and we can help them with that um, and we have different modalities so uh, talking therapy always doesn't work with trauma it's both an and it's about if for some teenagers they want to talk they want to use creativity and children like to play uh, child sexual abuse impacts on children's ability to play and that's something sometimes we can take for granted you know the idea that every child can play we want them to be able to play, but children who are abused really, really find it hard to play. So coming to carry, we are able to help them with that. We create an environment where they're safe and they can trust us. They're able to be whatever way they want to be. Um, they're taught again how to play. How many children do you currently have on the waiting list? So nationally, we have 184 children waiting. But in the Midwest, we have 66 children who are waiting to get into our service. And how many children are being treated by the service at the moment? We have over 30 children being treated um, as well as their parents. So every time a child um, or a teenager comes in to carry, the therapist works with the parent as well as the child um, or the carer. Um, And that's really, really important um, because... You know, parents or carers sometimes are trying to figure out what's going on. If a child's not sleeping, you know, what do I do? If the child's really, really sad, what do I say? Or if the child comes to them and says, I can't stop thinking, my head is full, how do you respond? So that's why, you know, Carrie's so important because we provide that service as well. It's it's both the parent and the child. The child is our, our main concern, but so is the parent or the carer because it has impact on them as well. And the service, the therapy that they get, typically that lasts for about 18 months, is that right? Um, it really depends, um, Gillian. It's client-led. It's very much uh, what the family need. We have some people, children and um, parents in for a year, but we have had some children uh, um, and carers in for three to four years. It depends when the abuse starts, uh, how old they were, when you look at the age of five and under, um, you know, if the abuse starts when they're really, really young, it has impact on their brain. It has impact on the development. There may be taken from home. There may be attachment issues. So it's quite a big piece of um, work, but it's really like us therapists and Carrie, because I'm a therapist as well. We're really in a privileged uh, position because there are so many lovely teenagers and um, children that come to our services. Emer, it kind of sends chills down my spine when you say under the age of five. Would you really have clients under the age of five? We have. We work with the age of three up, yes. We, I mean, we read these stories in the newspapers. Uh, we shouldn't really be surprised in one sense, but you don't see every story. Not every story gets reported on. Um, it's hard sometimes for people to actually understand that this is going on in our society in 2023 in our neighbourhoods and in our communities and that children are being damaged by this kind of behaviour. Absolutely. And, you know, it's the unthinkable and the unmanageable. I'm a parent myself. And the, the, the unmentionable is part of the problem as well. But isn't that, because it's so unthinkable, it's really, really hard to talk about. It's a really difficult topic because we want to protect children. And as a mom myself, you know, I love my children. I wouldn't hate for anything bad to happen to them. And you would, you really want to protect. So then when we start talking about child sexual abuse and we mention um, children's ages, you know, from the age of three up, it's really, really hard to get your head around. Yeah. Uh, and when it comes to fundraising, for example, you know, s- sometimes maybe carry people aren't even sure what they do because it's the unmentionable. Do you think on a government level it gets overlooked as well? 
I think it's a really, really difficult topic. And I think, I think it does. I think even though at the moment it feels like that it's more an agenda for government, but I suppose from our point of view is that we'd like to see more funding for us. We want to be able to respond to those children and teenagers and families who are on our waiting list. We want to make sure that, you know, the impact of child sexual abuse, that they're more than their abuse. There's resilience there. We want to be able to give them a hand with that. And we need funding. Uh, fundraising is difficult at the moment and we know that, you know, the cost of living and a lot of charities are looking for funding. Um, and because we're a topic where there is stigma, um, there still is stigma, um, it's not, it's very hard to get people behind us. Um, and that's what we're looking for. We're looking for people to support us in whatever way they can. If they can donate, that would be great. If they can offer any support, we really, really would appreciate it. Okay, so donations obviously are, are key. If people are limited in what they can donate. Are there other ways they can support? Talk to me about that, what they can do to help carry. Well, they can fundraise for us. Currently, we have our um, helpline appeal um, where we're looking for people to raise €1,000. We know that's quite a lot of money at the moment, but if they could raise €100 a coffee morning, I'm doing in my... I'm I'm a Limerick woman, but I'm currently living in Clare. And um, next weekend, we are... I'm doing a coffee morning for Carrie in our local village in Kilmahill. We have the Festival of Fun. So, like, there's loads of different things you can do. Um, you know, have some friends over, you know, cook a dinner and donate, you know. Um, all little, you know, a small amount, you know, um, really helps. And if we got a lot of people behind us, that would be really great. And what about lobbying their local representatives as well? Oh, absolutely. It's about talking about um, this subject um, and where we ourselves are um, have approached government as well. So we're lobbying at the moment as well because it's really, really important. Yeah. Um, Carrie needs donations. It needs funding. And and what difference will it make with these donations? It'll allow those 66 children or the 184 children that have been waiting on our waiting list to come in and access our service. We have um, a building here in Limerick, um, a, a centre where we have rooms that are empty on a Thursday or Friday. If we got funding, we would be able to fill those rooms and those children would not have to wait. They wouldn't have to feel alone and isolated or feel shame or guilt or fear. That's what we're here to help them. Okay. Well, Emer O'Neill, um, the Chief Executive and Clinical Officer of Cary, you've put the message across really well. We're always delighted to support you here on Live 95 and hope people listen to your plea and answer it. Thanks for joining us on Limerick today. Thanks, William Julian. Your views, your news, your Limerick today with Gillian Devlin in for Joe Nash on Live 95.